On today's show, Noah and I give you our full NFC conference breakdown. We give you our division winners, some breakout players we think could have an impact on their team this year. And we also give you our full playoff picture for the entire NFC. This man was a bona fide scrub. Welcome back to the Bonafide Scrubs podcast. It is September 4th on a Friday, Friday edition of the show, second of the week. Well, we're going to get into the NFC and preview that. We previewed the AFC on Tuesday. If you guys haven't listened, please check that out. But first, before we get into the NFC, let's talk about some NBA playoffs. Well, we saw Giannis go down 0-2 and we saw Dort outplay James Harden in a game seven. But James Harden made the play on Dort. He got the best of him at the end and the Rockets won. Yeah, we have our our little Harden-Giannis rivalry. Uh, you believe James Harden is better than Giannis, and I, and I disagree. So we've been going back and forth on that for, for a long time throughout this whole season. But basically everything that you've been saying about Giannis and everything that I've been saying about Harden is true simultaneously. We saw They're both becoming Giannis true. Get, I know. Giannis got outplayed by Butler and the Miami Heat, and James Harden choked in a huge moment. And, uh, you know, Harden did get lucky. He did get bailed out by some of his teammates. He will be moving on to the second round. And Giannis plays today. He has to respond uh, to avoid that, that 0-3 deficit because you're not coming back from that, as, as we know. Say, for example, the Bucks get swept. Do you think Giannis is going to look to join another team? Do you think he's, this is his last run in Milwaukee? I, I, would, I would bet that, that, would, that would be the case. I, I don't know how he could return there after being swept in the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, he hasn't been playing that bad. I think he, he might be sort of frustrated with the situation that he's in. Uh, we saw his reaction. He was sitting sort of on the scoros table with his head down, his hands over his face. He, he kind of knows that his legacy in, in the early days of his career is at stake here. So I think we could be seeing a move for him uh, next season if he can't respond uh, with a win today or with a win in this series. Yeah, speaking of Giannis, like being a young player and taking trying to take a team to the finals, I think we take LeBron for granted sometimes. Remember, he had a 66-win season, which is more than Giannis this year, with the 07 Cavs, and their roster has nobody. They have no names. And the Bucs have Middleton, another all-star, and some good players in Bledsoe and Lopez. It's pretty impressive what LeBron has been able to do his entire career, drag role players to the finals. He might be able to do it again this year. Yeah, LeBron, I mean, that's why he's a top-two player of all time, right? I mean, he's just been... The, the pinnacle of consistency for every year of his career. He always is the number one seed. He always is in the Eastern Conference Finals and in the NBA Finals. And, uh, you know, he, he's had his struggles, especially in the championship. We, we all know about his choking against Dallas and, and the various cramp games and, and things he's gone through. Uh, so that's where, when you get into the GOAT conversation, things sort of get messy. But there, there's no doubt that LeBron is the defining player of this generation. He's just dominated every step of the way and he still is today so uh you know his legacy is secure as a top player of all time players like Giannis who are young they're they're sort of just chasing that at this point and you know we don't know Giannis has a long way to go I think he could play you know 10 12 15 more years uh but he's gonna have to get that championship if he's gonna be considered one of the greatest players of all time and he also could pull a KD. I mean, if he gets swept by the Heat, the Heat are on the radar for him. Would he just join the Heat after losing them, sort of pull a Kevin Durant, and then win a championship? That's definitely possible. 
I don't know if he would join the Heat. I mean, there's all those rumors that he would join the Golden State Warriors, and that would and probably that, be considerably worse for, for I, people I would, I to think talk I, about him. I think I would I would hate that more, but there's going to be a lot of questions, though, about Giannis. If he gets swept by the Heat, he goes down with three or whatever, he gets swept. He's still going to be – I mean, it's come on. Like, it's a second straight year winning MVP and being the one seed. He couldn't even get to the finals. There's going to be – people are already starting to overrate him. People are starting to uh, calm overrate. I know I am, but hard, Giannis may be in that category of a playoff choker like Harden or some of these other stars if he doesn't get it just done this year. Yeah, I hope he can get it done. I think it's good for the NBA. I would like to see Giannis in the championship over a Jimmy Butler-led Heat team. I think whoever they end up facing from the West, it's going to be a better matchup if you see Giannis facing that team than sort of just a random team from the East. Um, in terms of him changing teams, Kevin Durant basically made it more acceptable than even LeBron did. You know, he's sort of the second superstar to to really join forces with uh, with a massive super team. So, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we see Giannis, whether he joins the Heat, whether he joins the Warriors. You know, one of these teams that are already good, uh, he could he could just make them even more insane next season. Do you think he's winning tonight? Is he going to be go down 0-3, or is he going to or is it going to be two one? I think they can win tonight. I they it was a close game last game. Obviously, the refs sort of got involved at the end. That kind of ruined uh, that was... sort of the stakes of the game. Jimmy walked it off on a free throw with nobody even you know, boxing out. <laughs> he so, almost he almost missed the first one. Remember that it rolled. Yeah. It. I was we were all yeah yeah. It, it was a terrible ending. It was it was still a close game. I think that the Bucks can win tonight. They have to win. They know that. So I, I think they'll come yeah. Out if, and, if they lose, it's over. Miami just knows how to defend Yonsei's and know how to beat this Bucks team. They've been crowding the paint, playing a lot of help, and they've still been been able to get out on the shooters like Middleton and Bledsoe. He, Spolstra has just he's created a great game plan, so offense and defense against this Milwaukee team. All right, well that wraps up our, our little NBA playoffs discussion. We're gonna we're gonna see if the Bucks can win tonight. Uh, obviously, we we said that they have to win, uh, but the main focus of, of this entire episode is going to be. Our NFC playoff preview, and as Noah said at the beginning, we, we did our AFC early this week. Make sure to go check out that episode if you haven't listened already. Uh, but this week, we're going to be getting into our full AFC breakdown. We'll give you our full you know playoff picture for this upcoming season. We'll get into our division winners, our breakout players from each division. And Noah, why don't we get started with the, with the NFC East? You can, you can start it off with your division winner. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. It's, a really, it's really a two-team race, if you think about it well, with the Cowboys and the Eagles. They both actually made improvements in the offseason. Cowboys got a brand-new coach. Mike McCarthy, we'll see how that turns out in Dallas. The Eagles, they really had all injuries all across the board, and now they're starting to get Deshaun healthy. And I know Alshon's been injured a lot, but he's going to be back. And same with all of these Eagles players. And they also traded for Darius Slay, which uh, that sort of went unknown or went under the radar, actually, in the offseason. They traded him uh, like for nothing, like a third and a fifth to the Lions and the Eagles for years have never been able to defend wide receiver ones. And now they have that premier lockdown corner and slay. I think it's me, Philadelphia. I trust Carson Wentz. I trust the continuity with him and Doug Peterson over sort of the brand new Mike McCarthy and Dak. And also it's just the Cowboys factor. They just, they're on national TV a lot and, and they, they don't show up half the time they choke and they're going to be a great offensive team, but I still have questions about their defense this season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it is a two-team race, and I'm just going with the other team. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys to win. I think they really wanted to win it last season, and they basically threw it away at the end of the season. They had their opportunities, and they blew it. So 
they're going to come back this year. This team is, is still great. They have a lot of their core players that they're bringing back from last season. Uh, they have some new rookies, C.D. Lamb, added to that dynamic offense. I really like this Cowboys team this year. Dak is back. He, he's looking for a long-term contract at the end of this year. He, he's under contract for only this season. So he's going to be looking to play to the best of his ability. And he was fine last year. And I think he could, he could definitely be great again this season. Uh, this is just a balanced roster to me. They have, they have a good defense. They have, uh, have one of the NFL's best offenses. And they just got rid of arguably the worst part of that offense, which was Jason Garrett. A lot of people gave him a lot of flack last year for his play calling. We've certainly said on the show that he isn't really that much of a head coach. He sort of just stands there and and Claps. doesn't really do very much for his Skip team. Skip makes fun of that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> with Mike McCarthy, I think this offense could really get even better than it was last year. And I'm going to look for them to uh, – I think they can win this division at nine games, ten games, and I think that's easily achievable for this Cowboys team. So I'm going to look to the Eagles and say they're too injured. They just they lost Brandon Brooks. Their receivers are still out. Alshon's going to be out till middle of the season. Jalen Rager now down. So that team is just always injured. Uh, you brought up Darius Slay. That obviously is going to improve a weak secondary that they have, uh, but it's just not going to be enough to me. And I think the Cowboys are going to take this division uh, – from the injured Eagles. Well, well, you forgot about the injured Eagles that actually won the division last year. Carson Wentz was throwing to Boston right, Scott out of the, the backfield, Cowboys, and he got it done. Carson Wentz is great. Carson the Wentz Cowboys is choked. great. I'm going to take the better quarterback and the better coach. There's no doubt in my mind Doug Peterson's a better coach than Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy hasn't even coached a game with Dallas, all the pandemic stuff going on. We don't know how this team is going to fare the first couple of weeks, but – they're going to be a top five offense and great wide receivers and Zeke and the O-line. I just think I just trust the Eagles more. I'm just going to go with the Eagles. Carson Wentz is the man down Philadelphia. All right. Well, you're going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Cowboys. What about a breakout player from this division? Who do you think is going to make the next step for this year? I was thinking it's between Dwayne Haskins or Danny Dimes, but it's going to be Danny Dimes. Um, first, well, yeah, he started, he didn't start the first couple of games because of Eli last year, but he's going to be playing a full season. He gives you the rushing upside. He passes well. He's Joe Judge. He honestly, he has a real true head coach this season. I, I've heard a lot of good things from Giants, from the Giants media, how they really like Joe Judge and they think it's going to end up doing well. Jason Garrett's a new OC. He was he claps all the time, but now he's not the head coach. He's the OC. And his offenses have actually his offenses have always been pretty successful. It's just he didn't know how to make adjustments in game as a head coach or coach the defense up enough. So I think the Giants are going to have a great offense. They added Andrew Thomas at left tackle. I, I know Solder opted out, but this offense is going to be great, and their defense will be bad, and that's going to be more. there's going to be more time for Daniel Jones to be on the field and score points. And I really like Evan Ingram. He's going to be a top three tight end, I think, this year in receiving yards and touchdowns. Slaying at Auburn last year, it seemed like he was having a connection with Daniel Jones. Shepard is always injured, but he's productive when he plays football games. And if all these players are healthy and productive, Danny Dimes is having a great year. I really like him. Yeah, I am on the same page with you. I am going with Daniel Jones as my breakout player. Uh, if you're a fantasy player, draft Daniel Jones at the end of your draft because this guy has weapons all over the place for him to distribute the ball to. He had a great connection with Slayton last year. As you said, Barkley's going to be back. He's going to be healthy for this year. So that'll definitely benefit Jones. Uh, Jason Garrett's coming in to be the offensive coordinator. I think he could do a lot with the weapons that they have. And look, I have a good, I have a good track record with quarterbacks uh, and predicting their breakout years. I had Carson Wentz 
in 2017. I drafted him before he went insane. Patrick Mahomes in 2018 and Lamar Jackson in 2019. So Daniel Jones, that, that's one of my picks this year to just have a really great year. I don't know how good the Giants will be. Obviously, with those quarterbacks that I just mentioned, their teams took a leap into one of the best teams in the league for all yeah, of them I don't think in the that Giants season. will do that. But with the Giants' defense and all that, I just don't think that Jones will have that kind of impact. Uh, but just in terms of having a, a good offense and really airing the ball out, because teams with bad defenses have to throw the ball, and the Giants definitely have a lot of these players uh, to get the ball to. And I think Jones really has a shot this year to, to be a great quarterback, not only for fantasy, but in the real NFL. He obviously has uh, the rushing ability, too. That was on display last year. He had uh, almost 250 rushing yards. So uh, he has versatility in the run game. He's got a lot of people to get the ball to. And uh, I think their offense is going to be pretty good, regardless of their bad defense. Yeah, I like their offense. They'll probably win about six games. Or they went like four or five last year. They, they really missed out on Chase Young. But, you know, they got to protect Daniel Jones. So they went with Thomas. I know we went through a full schedule breakdown with our friend Pat months ago, just like we did with the Jets. And I think we all had them about six and 10, seven and nine range. I think, I think that's definitely realistic in this division since it's really a toss up. Like some games, the Eagles look great. Some games, the Giants look great when they play each other. So we'll just have to wait and see with the NFC East. I'm going to say a bus player now. I think we need to talk about the Washington football team a little bit. Not the Redskins, not the Redskins anymore. The Washington <laughs> yeah, football we gotta, team. We're going to think about that. The Washington football They bring in Ron Rivera, who I really like as a coach. And I think the Giants should have hired him. I know Giants fans were flipping out that they didn't get Rivera, but now the judges are sort of their guy. So, But anyways, with the Washington football team, good defense. But I don't know. I have questions about this offense. Their offensive line's horrific. Horrible medical staff. Trent Williams just hated it there. He hated his life playing for the for the Washington football team. They really don't have any receivers or tight ends that are notable besides Terry McLaurin. Like he has a connection with Haskins. He's Haskins guy, but I, I don't know how good Dwayne's going to be this year. He really he just wasn't putting in that much effort. Remember last year he was sort of just like clapping on the side. He wasn't clapping on the sidelines or getting hype for his teammates. He was like there was some incidents with him on the sidelines last year. I remember. Yeah, instead of going out and taking the final snap in a play that yeah, he played in, he decided to yeah, go sign autographs on the sideline instead of yeah, instead that's of a bad luck. Final snap. Yeah, I mean, look, the Redskins—they're going to be pretty bad this year. Or did excuse I say the me, Redskins? Washington, Washington yeah. football team. Okay. okay. Yeah, it is the Washington football team. They're going to be bad this year. That they are definitely in the midst of a rebuild. They are one of the worst teams in the National Football League. So it's no doubt that they will finish at the bottom of this division. They did get Rivera. I think he's ready to sort of be there for a while and go over the arc of this team and sort of establish Haskins, establish some of their younger players. McLaurin had a great year last year. Uh, he's going to be looking to take the next step in year two. So this team is going to be bad, we know. Uh, definitely not a bad bus pick if you're going to go with, uh, with a terrible team. <laughs> My bus team from this division is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, and I know that we just that's, essentially that's win interesting. This division. That's a that's a hot one. Yes, but this this team is just they have they are losing all their important players. They but they win the division Rager. still. They, they do it. Jalen Rager in the first round to replace their injured Deshaun Jackson and injured Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, and now he's <laughs> and he got injured okay. too. So now he's dead. Okay, they they have Miles Sanders <laughs> in the backfield who had a, a great second half of last year. Uh, he really had a coming out season. He's he's a, he's a first round pick now in fantasy, but he's questionable. 
to start the year. He was having some problems yeah. uh, staying on the field. So that's another important player that you got to watch out for. Carson Wentz, there was a report coming out in the past week that, that he was having some lower body tightness, which uh, Doug Peterson said was no big deal, and he'll probably be ready. But Carson Wentz has had injury history in his career. And obviously when your starting quarterback goes down, uh, you get screwed. So it's just question marks all over the place. Brandon Brooks out for the whole year. Uh, Jason Peters was out last year and contributed uh, to some of their problems on the O-line. They brought in Darius Slay, but some of their players that they had step up, Maddox, he's still out. Uh, this team is just, it, when you look to the MLB, the New York Yankees lose all their starters all the time. And uh, this they team win. is pretty much they're, they're still in that. second. They're in second, though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just going with the Eagles. They're, they're, if they had a full, healthy roster and I can rely on all their players, uh, I might think differently about them. But this team just, it, 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 you can't sustain that many injuries to this many important players in the NFL. And they still have a questionable defense to me. They, they have a bad secondary. Uh, they they're going to be in some high scoring games. Help. So I it, like it's going to be difficult for them. Yeah, their 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 D line's always great. Fletcher Cox. They're always going to be good at stopping the run. Can they stop the pass? It's going to be a little better this year than previous years. Adding Slay when you have that true number one corner locking down the number one receiver, but. Yeah, Eagles, I mean, they both play, both these, as we talked about last episode, the AFC East and the NFC East, they both play the NFC West. They play some tough divisions. I believe they, I don't know if they play the NFC South, but they do play another tough division. So I could definitely see a 9-17 and 17 winning this division, Eagles or Cowboys. This toss of, I'm going with Philadelphia and you're going with Dallas. All right, moving on to the division that my favorite team resides in the NFC North. I will You're wearing go a Vikings shirt right now. I know, and I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings to win this division. And you're going to disagree with me in a minute, but I, just, I am going to disagree. Go, I have to go with my Vikings I, I, to win this division, I'm, just because they're a better team than than every single team uh, in this right. division. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to make I'm a case for the Packers. And I'm going to make a case soon. Go on. I'm going to make a case for this for the Packers. Look, they just added. Yannick Ngakwe to be another pass rusher alongside Danil Hunter. I think that puts them in the top three of pass rusher duos in the NFL. Uh, these guys are both phenomenal. What What, what are you going to say to that? I, I would say you do think Everson, Everson was better than Ngakwe, though. I know they lost him free agency, but wasn't Everson better than him last year? Everson and uh, him were I great, do, too. I remember they got to breeze every play in that wild card game, and they just gave up on Everson. That didn't really make much sense to me. Yeah, Everson, he had a great season, but I, I think most people would say Ngakwe is a better player, especially at this stage in his career. I mean, he's younger. Well, he's younger, yeah. Yeah, Ngakwe, Ngakwe did have more sacks than Griffin last season. Oh, so, wow, okay. Uh, he I, I guess that there's that. A little bit, yeah. I, I definitely yeah, so would have made gonna, that trade. When you're going to replace Griffin with, with a better player, uh, that definitely elevates their team. Uh, and it has a lot to do with the Packers not being as good as I think people are making them out to be. I think they drastically I, I agree with that point. last year. They went 13-3. and three. That, That's lucky. That's not happening again, especially with this division. Stafford's back for the Lions, hopefully for the whole season. Uh, the, the Bears are replacing Trubisky finally. I think this division is going to be back <laughs> to the, the competitive ways that it used Trubisky. to be. I, I yeah, agree. I mean, a little and, bit too late. Which is why the Green Bay Packers are going to win the division at ten and six, ahead of the nine and seven Minnesota Vikings. I, yeah, you I see, just think I'm going to make the case. Easily win eleven games. I, I, I don't know. Don't, I, I don't know. Don't I'm I'm going to make the case. Um, well, there's a free loss for your Vikings. They play the Seahawks. I think in week four or five. 
I I mean I would I would yell at you for that, but the history of of the Vikings against it's the Seahawks true. has not been good, and the NFL screws me every year. They put this game. They know <laughs> that we are fans it's of this team, these teams. They put it on every year on national TV, and it's always in Seattle. It's never in Minnesota. It hasn't been in Minnesota for the past three years, and I don't know what they're doing. They're going to put this game on every single year and have it be in the same stadium every single year. That that is rigged, in my opinion. Week five, October eleventh. Uh, I don't know if this is a Sunday night or Monday night, but yeah, Vikings at Seattle. Yeah, and it's always on Monday night. And Kirk sucks on Monday night. They know. They know that they don't want the Vikings. To yeah, win. of of course they want my Seahawks to get a win because we're just the better team, anyways. But we'll talk about the Seahawks later. All right, I'm gonna make my case for the Packers. I I know they're not going to win 13 games. That is ridiculous to say. I don't think anyone's saying that. I, this this team got blown out of the NFC Championship game. They didn't make it far in the Vikings. I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is that good, but I still think he's good enough. I still think I'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins, and I know I'm a Kirk hater, but... I think Vikings, the lines are getting blurred this year. I think this is no, the no, year no, that Kirk I, I, I'll, I'll has give a that better the, season. I'll, I'll talk about the lines year last year, soon. actually. Well, I'll talk about the lines and Kirk soon, but... Okay, so the Packers have a great offensive line. Their defense showed good, and the, the Packers, they beat the Vikings twice last year. Do I think that's going to happen this year? I, I don't know. It could happen. The Vikings have a lot of questions. Stephon Diggs got traded. Justin Jefferson's really the number two. I don't know how good he's going to be. He's sort of an unknown. Thielen is not being the slot receiver anymore. He's moving to the outside. I don't know how good he's going to be. He's going to be good, but I don't know if there's enough. There's sort of unknown weapons on this offense. The O-line is average. And also, we're talking about we forgot you don't have any cornerbacks on this team that are good. How are you going to stop Devontae Adams and sort of the, the passing in this NFC North with the, with the Lions vertical offense. I th- I, the Lions are not the Lions. The Vikings have a good pass rush, good linebackers. We all know that. But are they going to be able to stop the pass this year? This is Zimmer's biggest challenge, I think, on defense. I think he Xavier Rhodes declining and losing him and losing and their cornerbacks are just not that good. It's a passing league, and I do have some questions about the Vikings. I think they'll fall one game short of the Packers. The, a, a wild card spot is definitely looming for your Vikings as well, but I just think they declined a little too much. The Packers sort of stayed the same. They got some lucky in some games last year, but I think they're going to win one more game than the Vikings this year. It's going to come down to the end of the season. All right, here's what I'll say first about the Vikings receivers and then about the secondary. With the receiving core, they turned Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs into one of the best receiver duos in the NFL over the past few years. Now, Adam Thielen was an undrafted player out of Minnesota, the the college. And he walked on. He paid money to try out for the team. <laughs> that's that's a great story. They found the gem. I mean, he worked hard, obviously, and now he's a true number one receiver in the NFL. So I don't ha- I don't share the same concerns about Thielen out of the slot. I, I think he's gonna be no, just no, no. Fine. I, I think I think he's gonna be good, but I have questions about is Justin Jefferson actually gonna be good? Is is a tight end gonna step up? That's my question. Because Diggs right. and Thielen so both played off each other extremely well. Thielen. Short intermediate routes, digs deep. Like there really is no deep threat on this Vikings team, so I don't know what's going to be the what the offense is going to look like. Also, you lost Stefanski. Okay, so Another cor- let me keep going. Coordinator. You, you're bringing up some interesting things here. So with Stefan Diggs, he was a fifth round pick, obviously. So they, they know how to get talent out, out of guys that you don't really I know. expect. So, so now they have now they have this first round talent in Justin Jefferson coming in, who yeah. had 1,500 yards last year at LSU. They were the best offense in the sec and in football in college football last year so he he's gonna have to step up he's gonna have to to be the first round talent he, that he is 
But that being said, they know how to get talent out of guys that you don't really expect. So BC Johnson so, has been a good receiver for them. He doesn't really get to play because Diggs and Thielen have have taken those so spots. So is he going to be? The, is he going to step but he up could this be a, year? He could be a true number two this year if if he really uh, works at it and fills the Diggs role. And I don't. I disagree with you. I think Jefferson could be the deep threat, and I think Thielen could just stick to his sort of short route. Okay, route that's interesting. That he, that he likes to do now with Stefanski leaving Stefanski was basically the son of Gary Kubiak who is now the offensive coordinator so Stefanski learned everything he could from Kubiak's offense and just implemented it into his own so you basically get no change I I think it's the same offense basically heading into this year Yeah, it's gonna be run heavy with two tight ends I I get it exactly yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I have questions if the questions are answered if a receiver or tight end steps up this team will win the division but for now, I can't pick them in the division with the questions and looming in the secondary and in the offense, in the wide receiver room and tight end room. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think you could be right, but it's definitely going to be an interesting race. The NFC North is not an easy division, as we know. Right. Okay, well, we spent enough time on the Vikings. Let's go to our breakout players. I'll start. I'm going to go with Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears as my breakout player. Don't you hate and- the Bears? Well, yes, but I hate everybody in this division, and we have to talk about it. So here we go. Anthony Miller. (laughs) Nice. Okay, this guy has played every snap of his NFL career with Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. (laughs) That's not something that you want to to be saying when you're an NFL receiver. But but Allen Robinson, he was successful with it somehow. Good for him. Yeah, he's a seven-year player, so so he's more established. Miller, only a two-year player. He's coming into his third season this year, so... Uh, he's still young. He's still unproven, basically. And he plays alongside Allen Robinson. And I think that's going to really benefit him. We see the relationship with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Uh, I think we, we, and with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I think Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller could be, be just a worse version of that. Uh, I don't think they're, he, they're going to be on that level. Uh, it's going to be depend on the, uh, on the play of their quarterback, whoever that may be. Probably, hopefully, Nick Foles, if you're a Bears fan. But I think Miller could just make the jump this season. I, he's going to get a new quarterback under center. Uh, this offense was atrocious last year. They're going to be looking to bounce back. I think they're going to try and establish the run game a little bit more and be better in that aspect. So that'll open things up for the passing game. I think Miller could could get a, have a 1,000-yard year. I, he, he only had something like 800 yards last year, or maybe even less than that. Uh, so I think he could, he could break something. out this year. Yeah, he could break out this year uh, under a new quarterback system. All right, that, that's, those are some good points. Al Robinson definitely is the number one receiver in the NFL. If he is putting up great stats with Trubisky, QB, we'll see what he does with Foles. Foles is sort of on and off. He's sort of like a Fitzmagic type quarterback. Some games he'd be really good, or stretch of games he'd be really good. In other games, it's, it's, a, it's a train wreck. It's awful. So Bears are going to have to rely on their defense and hope they get good quarterback play this season. And I'm going to give you my breakout player now, Will. It is going, we're going to the Detroit Lions. TJ Hawkinson, who I actually drafted in fantasy, maybe a little biased, but I think this young tight end is going to do great this year. He, remember, he was the eighth overall pick last year out of Iowa. They took him in the top 10. They thought very highly of him. He's been doing great in camp. Him and Fant were great on that Iowa football team. Fant was sort of the better receiver. Hawkinson was known as the better blocker. Fant went later to the Broncos, who we both like. Hawkinson won the John Mackey Award in college. This guy is going to be great. He, he missed about five games last year. 
Stafford also missed a lot of games. Remember they had David Blau play Chase Daniels on Thanksgiving. Remember that game? <laughs> yeah. So that that was that was a horrible game. But Stafford is healthy. I, I really like their offense. I think Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay both gonna be great deep threats. Galladay had eleven touchdowns last year, and that was with Blau playing a bunch of games. So this off this vertical passing offense is gonna be great. I think Hogginson is gonna go those short routes. He's sort of gonna become Zach Ertz. Maybe not this season, but I think you would get in between 800 to 1,000 yards, I think. And this team doesn't run the ball. They, they really do not do well running the ball. They drafted Swift in the second round, I know, but they also carry Johnson still there. This has never been a run team, a running team. This is a passing team. And then with Marvin Jones and Galloway going deep a lot, it opens up the field for Hawkinson for those dump-offs. I think he's going to have a good year. He's going to have a lot of receptions. He's also going to be on the field in the goal line. At the goal line a lot, he's a great blocker. He's going to be a red zone target. He's 6'5 and huge. So, yeah, Hawkinson is my breakout player. I think the Lions offense I really like this year, and he's going to do well. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I almost went with Hawkinson, but I decided to be a little bit different. Uh, you're absolutely right about them not running the ball. They, I think they are notorious for not having 100-yard rushers. I think their only 100-yard rusher since Barry Sanders has been theoretic. And that was they don't like have a thousand yard rushers ever. This this yeah, team, they never, the, the last been thousand yard rusher for, for thirty years at running the football. Yeah, guess guess who um was their last thousand yard rusher? It's not Barry Sanders. It's uh, a recent I, I guy, really, actually. Uh, I don't even know like any. Is it? I don't. I'm carry on Johnson. I don't know. No, it was Reggie Bush in 2013. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So. They're just not going to run the ball. I don't know why they drafted Swift. That, that's, a, that's a waste of an early second-round pick. Like, it's going to be Stafford throwing the ball. I think, I think he's still a good quarterback. And Hawkinson is going to break out, hopefully, for real-life purposes for the Lions and for my fantasy team because I have him. All right, well, my bus team, bus player for this year, and you can call me hater all you want, but I'm going there with the Packers go. as, oh my, my God. as my bus team. And I'm going with Aaron Rodgers make the bus play- player. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Can you answer that? Uh, we are going to get into our wild card picks later, and uh, the chances I have them as a wild card are pretty likely. But okay, I don't. Well, I don't is it really know. that much uh, of a bust though? If they yeah, they won. The they won thirteen card? games last year. They might not win I know 10 that, this year. I think I think they'll win ten. But go on. Okay, so Rodgers is my bus player. He threw for 4,008 yards last year. He might not go for 4,000 yards in, in, in 2020. That is not good <laughs> if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're used no. to throwing for 5,000 yards every year. Uh, his interceptions went up in 2019 as well. I think he, he, he threw didn't four. Have he threw four. Yeah, but they, they're increasing. What? He it, threw four. You got to watch the by trends. Two. They increased the by two. Okay, that's not a trend. Okay, the thing that just pissed me off about Rodgers, the guy just throws it out of bounds if he doesn't see anyone open. He really hates his wide receivers besides Adams. Okay, look, with with the Packers, they drafted a quarterback in the second round of this draft. They because know Rodgers is old. That Rodgers is on the decline. They know they see he the is. trend of the interceptions going up. And by they two. know that they need. And not by ten, by two. By two. He threw He's four. Would you take four interceptions? He's going to be 37 years old halfway through this season. And we haven't really seen a quarterback at that age play in the style that Rodgers does. Rodgers likes to run the football. He, he's a mobile quarterback. He's been his whole career. And the only QBs that have been consistently great at their, at their older age 
are really Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and they obviously don't run the football at all uh, with their style of play. So I think that the Packers are going to be on the downward trend. I don't know if Rodgers has a great season in him this year. He's going to be facing some good defenses there in the NFC North. And I just don't see them making the making, or I'm, I won't say not making the playoffs, but I'll say not winning the division. I just don't see it happening okay. this year. That's fair. I just think with the Vikings secondary, Devontae Adams is going to have minimum 100 yards each game against them. I think that happened last yeah, year. Yeah, you're going to you're but, gonna have to account point, for that. You're just going to have to stop everything else. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I do think if um, a bus player, I was going to say the Bears would be my bus team, but you know, I'm actually going with Aaron Jones. I like their O line, but he's not scoring 16 touchdowns. He sort of blew up because he scored all those touchdowns, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think A.J. Dillon, the Boston College running back, who they drafted in the second round, and they have John Williams. I think LaFleur actually said there might be a little bit of a committee there. And I don't think Jones is going to get every touchdown, play every snap. It's sort of an outrageous touchdown rate. That's going to regress. And the Packers receivers aren't that good. I do like Adams. But, yeah, I could see the Packers being a bust team. I, I wouldn't really care if they missed the playoffs. They do play the Vikings week one, so there's that. Yeah, I'm excited for that game. This team, just the way it's operated over the past few months, doesn't make sense to me. They they have Aaron Jones and they have Aaron Rodgers, and they drafted a quarterback and a running back with their first yeah, two selections. Aaron Rodgers was definitely cursing at his television when they made that pick. Yeah. All yeah, right. Justin Let's, Jefferson would have been a nice pick for them, but you know the Vikings trade up before them and took him. So. Yeah, all the wide receivers that went in, in this draft would have been nice for the Packers to get. But. Of course. They got none of them. Okay, let's move on to the NFC South. Uh, you can go first this time with your division winner. It's going to be the Saints. I know I picked them a lot to win the Super Bowl, but um, I, I, I guess I've given up on them. I know they're winning the. I think they're winning the division. They'll win like twelve games. They're great. Both sides of the ball. Drew Brees is old, but they've been choking the last couple of years, and that's been annoying. They lost your Vikings last year, and they sort of got. It was rigged by the refs against the Rams. We could have seen Brady versus Brees. Instead, we got. Jared Goff scoring three points in the Super Bowl. That was not fun to watch. That was awful. Yikes. Yikes. And, I mean, Alvin Kamara sort of um, – he's maybe he's holding out. He did show up to practice. I think he'll get a new contract. I think this team needs him for success. Even though Latavius Murray is an awesome backup, we saw he tore it up with a bunch of teams as a starting running back. Here He was on your Vikings, too, and he tore it up there. So, um. Yeah, Michael Thomas, we know they're going to throw short a lot. I, I forgot about this signing, but it's pretty underrated. They signed Emmanuel Sanders, and he was pretty good for the 49ers last year. I know he's old, but he still has some juice left in the tank. I think he's going to add to this offense. This team basically has no weaknesses. Is The biggest question is, uh, can they actually get to the Super Bowl and get through the 49ers or Vikings, Seahawks, or Eagles, whatever team you think is going to be great this year? That's my biggest question, but they'll win the division, I think. They're the best team. Look, I've been saying for for months and months and and a couple of years that the Saints have PTSD against the Vikings. They they probably do now. You're you're the Minnesota right. Minnesota miracle. Gonna, I'm not going to disagree now. Yeah, you used to, but but now now we we walked off twice against them. I, I have no bad things to say about the New Orleans Saints. I I enjoy playing them, uh, despite their their great offense and their and their solid defense. But I, I agree. I think they're going to win this division. Uh, all eyes are on the Buccaneers for, for this division this year, but the Saints are just too consistent. You can't overlook the dominance they've had over the NFC South recently, and 
they, the Bucks just have infinite moving pieces. They add new players every week. They, they have no confidence in their backfield. I'm punching the air because I own on one of my teams, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. It's like the worst situation ever. I hate it. They both, if they anybody both who's in our league is, is listening, please offer me a trade for one of them. I'll give you nothing. You can get, you can trade nothing. I'll give you. Wait, you have both of them? You have Ronald too? Yes, Ronald? I have both of them. Uh, that's that's not good. Yikes. They actually yeah, just cut their third string guy. They cut their uh, that guy with the weird last name today, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. They're they're not gonna run the ball. I don't think they care that much about running the ball anyways with, with Tom Brady. Yeah, it, it's an L for me, but uh, yeah, I'm sticking with the Saints to win the division. They have they have solid defense and offense. Uh Breeze and Brady, they're gonna be going at each other twice this year. They are they're old. We're gonna get our nice Breeze versus Brady matchup that you wanted in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, but we're going to see which one of them can outperform the other at their old age. Brady, what is he, 43, and Breeze is 41. So we're going to find oh out which, which old they play quarterback week one. can win this division. They play each other week one. That's actually going to be a great game, I think. All right, how about breakouts? I'll go with mine. I'm going to say Calvin Ridley is going to be the breakout receiver I'm for on the, same page the Atlanta as Falcons. You. Yeah, this guy, he's hes basically ready to be a number one receiver if you really look at it. And I have uh, him in fantasy, so let's go. Yeah, it's one of my only picks for your team that I like, in fact, out of all well, your players. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll see who does better. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not looking good for me with, with two useless running backs uh, that I took now too Kinda early. Kind of high, yeah. Back to Calvin Ridley. I still like all the rest of my players. I, I think my team's going to be fine. Back, back to, to real, Ridley, life, real football. <laughs> Cal Ridley has had 17 touchdowns over the past two years, and he only has caught the ball an average of 63 times in both of those seasons. That's not I, a I lot. With the volume increase he's going to get this year, going into his third season, uh, he has a chance to just be outstanding. And the Atlanta Falcons are the number one passing offense in the NFL in terms of volume. They throw the ball 67% of the time uh, on offense as opposed to running it. So... They definitely like to throw the ball all around the field. Their players are very involved. They got Julio Jones on one side, Calvin Ridley on the other. Uh, I drafted Hayden Hurst. I think he's going to be a breakout tight end for fantasy this year in that offense. He's going to see every snap as the tight end. Uh, I really like him. So Calvin Ridley playing alongside Julio is great for him. He's going to get the volume increase this year, and I just think he's going to be a really dangerous player. Uh, against defenses in the in 2020, I think Calvin really is easily gonna have a thousand yards this year and like eight touchdowns, 80 receptions. There's a lot of targets opening up, a lot of vacated targets. Cooper is gone, and they basically have a bunch of garbage after Julio and Ridley. I know Hayden Hurst. I know people like him a lot as a sleeper tight end. I know you drafted him, but was is he really that good? I don't know. He didn't play that much in Baltimore. They had a bunch of tight ends, but I don't know. I just think Matt Ryan is gonna chuck it 50 times a Julio and Ridley down the field. So that's great. The Falcons, they have no defense, so they'll be behind and throwing to those guys even more, which is which is great for fantasy and scoring points for their sake. I did say I did agree with you that he's gonna be a breakout player, but I'm gonna give a bus player or bus team, I guess, and it is gonna be the Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. I've been hating on him for years. He was on your Vikings. This guy's checked down Charlie. I like the receivers. I like DJ Moore, actually, and Robbie Anderson could be nice. But weak O-line, bad defense for this Panthers team. They hired a college coach 
who I don't even know. I don't even know if he think he was that good. Anyways, I know he built up some programs like Baylor and Temple and Matt Rule, but yeah, as, he's Ja Rule. Yeah, and Ja Rule is not a very good singer anymore or rapper, but <laughs> I still in the Carolina. Uh, they had a nice draft. They drafted some the two DNs, uh, Derek Brown, or he's the D tackle, but. I don't know. It's going to be rough. I think it's going to be CMC carrying. It's going to be the same story as last year. I don't think Bridgewater is going to be good. He's just average. Like, he's all right. Like, if, he, if the Bears signed them, that'd be decent for them. But, like, Panthers are winning five. I think they'll be one of the worst teams in the league. They'll, I think they'll win, like, four games and get a tough five pick. So, that there's that on the Panthers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Teddy Bridgewater. I kind of disagree with you just because. Yeah, you have a soft spot okay, for him. I, I Obviously, but. The Panthers are the worst team that he's ever played on, but his career record is twenty-two and twelve. He, That's good. He's won a, he's but won he's a on lot a bad team now. He was on the Saints right. last year. He's going from the Saints, the best team in the division, to the worst team in the division now. So, exactly. So this is the worst team he's played for. But I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He wins games for the teams he that does. he plays for. Uh, fun fact: Teddy Bridgewater made the Pro Bowl one time. So, uh, bet yeah, but the most Pro Bowl people didn't like, know that. Just, it's just, it's just. The voting's even worse for that than the NBA All Star game. We saw who we saw Taco get a lot of votes and Caruso. Like, yeah, that's not worse. That that is the lowest of the low voting. Is that the is NBA low? But game. the Pro Bowl, like anyone can make it. I feel like NBA at least they don't allow Taco Fault to get into the All Star game. They allowed yeah, okay. Teddy Bridgewater to get into that's the All Star game. Well, hey, maybe Bowl. Teddy. Maybe Teddy earned it. He's not. He yeah. doesn't score two you know, points I just, like Taco. I, I looked up his stats. He hasn't had more than fifteen touchdowns ever in a season. I, I assume he's going to get fifteen because he's going to play the whole season. But this dude is check down Charlie, and he is not very good. So, yeah. All right. Well, my bus player for this division is going to be Todd Gurley, and. For all the reasons I laid out last year, <laughs> for all the reasons I laid out that Calvin Ridley is going to be great, it's all it all works against Todd Gurley for for him exactly. having a good season. This team obviously throws the ball again, number one in the league in in passing volume. Um, Todd Gurley, the only thing that kept him relevant relevant last year was his touchdowns. <laughs> he had fourteen touchdowns at the Rams lot. last year. And the Atlanta Falcons just don't give the running backs that opportunity to score in their offense. They only gave the ball to the running backs 10 times inside the five last year. And that's nearly half the opportunity that he gets with the Rams. The Rams gave the ball to Todd Gurley 18 times inside the five last season. So that volume is going down with him. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons offensive line is bad. The Rams fell apart last year. They, they had a lot of injuries on their O-line. And Gurley struggled. He, he rushed for 800 yards. And I just think he's gonna he could struggle even more uh, behind a Falcons line that's even worse than than, than the Rams. So uh, Todd Gurley to me is an easy bust. Uh, I would not take him in any fantasy league. I don't think he's gonna do very much. He could be involved in the passing game. He has shown versatility uh, with LA, but I don't know. I'm just I'm not. I don't think he'll rush for a thousand yards again this year. I just don't see it happening. No, um, it's gonna be a good season for. Julio and Ridley owners this year in fantasy. It's going to be a fun season. <laughs> Bad year for Todd Gurley owners. Let's talk about the Buccaneers for a little bit. We didn't really touch on them. We talked about the Panthers, Saints, and uh, Falcons. But what do we do with the Buccaneers? Uh, I think we both agree they'll finish second, but are are we buying into the hype? I, I know people have been saying they give off Brown vibes, but I don't think that's true. I think they're going to be a wild card team, and 
Bruce Arians is a proven, very good coach, and it's not Freddie Kitchens. And it's also Tom Brady, like the GOAT, the smartest quarterback. It's not Baker Mayfield. So I think this team can win 10 games. Will they finish second? Yeah, Tom Brady went there to, to prove himself, and he's not going to be there to he's just take a back seat. Yeah, they are going to, to be all in this year, and they're going to make a Super Bowl push. I, I don't know if they can do that. I don't. We obviously both don't see them winning this division. But I will pick them to be a wild card team later in the show, and I don't know. I mean, they have they have a great defense. Their run defense is excellent. They had the the league leader in sacks last year. Shaquille Barrett. So, uh, yeah, I just I just think they're they're a good enough team. So I don't know. We're gonna find out if uh, Tom Brady can can exist without Bill Belichick. That's gonna be the the storyline of this year. And I hope that they freaking pick a running back to use. And the other guy sits on the bench for the whole year. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Fournette. I don't care if it's Ronald Jones. Just give me one of them back because you took both of them away from me, Bruce Arians, and that's not okay. Yeah, it's going to be a rough season for Fournette. <laughs> I never wanted to draft him third-round ADP with his because concerns. He had everything. He could have been everything in Jacksonville. He could have gotten 20 carries a game. He could have caught the ball all the time he did it last year and he had he scored 100 260 points at running back yeah that's great like two freaking touchdowns he could have had eight touchdowns and he could have yeah. been excellent but i mean no, they just probably get some goal line, he'll probably get some goal line cares of this tampa team but um they are not going to run the ball in f- uh, most of the time they're going to be tom brady sling it to mike evans and gronk yeah and i drafted chris godwin too so now yeah, i have I, three I, tampa I, Bay I, I was on him last year he and my and I picked Ridley. He's going to be the Godwin this year. I'm sort of nailing those receivers in the fourth round. Right, well, let's not pretend that you didn't finish last in the league last year. I know I did. It didn't mean anything, <laughs> but because Alvin Kamara. So stinks. yeah, you can you can have your Godwin, you can have your Ridley, but if you all your other players are trash, but then you're not going to win. We're all losers in this. You didn't win the league either. Everyone's a loser, but you're the right. Winner, I, hey, I finished say. top three. I'll take that over winning like two games. Of of course, your season was more fun than mine, but. Anyways, moving on to the NFC West, the toughest division in the NFL, starring my Seahawks. And I'm going to pick them in the division, and I'm going to be biased, just like (laughs) you were biased 20 minutes ago with the Vikings. Fair enough. This is Russell Wilson's probably his best weaponry he's had in his career. He has Tyler Lockett, who's good. DK Metcalf going to his second year. He started trusting him a lot more. And also, he can run. He can run more than just straight, folks. He ran a lot of other routes last year, and he's going to do that this year. And they just signed Josh Gordon again. If he actually plays a bunch, he's going to be good. And Will Disley's coming back, and Carson are going to be back. Carson, the running back, they are going to run the ball a lot. But Russell Wilson, he was talking to the coaching staff this season about throwing the ball more. He wants to throw more on first and second down. I think we'll get that. He has a lot of great targets. I think he's going to win MVP this year. If I had to pick someone to win MVP, it's him. And I think they're going to win 12 or 13 games. They play the two garbage East divisions in this in this league. So I think 12 or 13 wins is possible. The edge, Jamal Adams, great secondary, but it's sort of mirroring the opposite. of The Vikings' problems, the Seahawks don't have a pass rush, but they do have a great secondary. It's the opposite of the Vikings. So if the, Viking, or not the, if the Seahawks can find a way for some people to step up and get pressure, it's going to be a really good season. But that, that's my one concern. I think this team is going to be great. Do you really think that this Seahawks team has better weapons for Wilson than like the 2013 team or, or a team around that where 
where Golden Tate or not yeah, Golden Tate, Doug Baldwin, Marshawn Lynch, you really think that this team has better weapons than that? I do because I think DK Metcalf is better uh, gonna be a better receiver than Baldwin and Golden Tate. DK Metcalf is bigger. He's faster than them actually, and he's gonna catch the ball a lot. Tyler Lockett is honestly similar to Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett has the connection Russell Wilson. And uh, Marshawn's better than Carson, but I think this is Russell Wilson's year to go off passing the ball. And I think he's going to have 35 touchdowns this year. I wanted him in fantasy, but it didn't come true. All right. Well, just like you picked the Seahawks and you picked the Packers to win my division, I'm, I picked the Vikings to win my division, and I'm picking the Niners to win yours. Uh, That's fine. I don't know how you couldn't pick the San Francisco 49ers to win this division. They have one of the best defenses in football. They brought back Nick Bosa last season. He's one of the best pass rushers. They just have a better roster to me than, than the Seahawks. I mean, you could look at Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo and say, okay, Russell Wilson is significantly better. But this 49ers team went to the Super Bowl last year, and they were leading Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter and lost. Okay, that, that's, that's And you know whose fault that was? Jimmy Garoppolo... And okay, well, they still the, were there. That, that's what I'm, that's what I'm know. gonna take out of that situation. And the Seahawks were not, they lost in the second round. I know they like lost to the Packers, day. so we're both rooting for the Packers to decline this year, even though I, I don't think it, <laughs> they are gonna decline, but I think they'll win the division. So I'm going with the 49ers to win. I just that's think this roster is I mean, too yeah, that's good. the ch- their defense that's is a chalk too pick. Good. That's a chalk pick. This team, this team is, is. They, they have the same style of play as the Vikings. They have a strong defense and a heavy run game, and that's what the Vikings do, and that's what the Niners do. I think both of those teams can win their divisions this season. That's fair. Um, I, think they'll be a, I think they're a great team. They'll be a little bit Super Bowl, Super Bowl hungover, but I just – I don't know. I can't trust Garoppolo to win the division and go back to the Super Bowl again. I, I think he's the worst quarterback. I know Dak, Kirk, and Stafford get a lot of hate, but I think they're all better than Garoppolo. I, I think you would agree. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. He's my bus player. And I know they're not going to run the ball as much as last year, but I don't know. Like, this team really has unknown receivers. Uh, Debo's injured a lot. Uh, Kittle's amazing. But this team has a lot of great pieces. But I, I think it is going to be the Seahawks year for this division. So maybe a little biased. But the Niners are going to be definitely a playoff team. All right, well, my breakout player uh, – in the NFC North, NFC West, rather, is Raheem Mostert. I, I, I'm going with the Niners again. Mostert had 10 total touchdowns in the last two years. Or no, 10 total, t- 10 total touchdowns just last year. He, he had, I think, seven on the ground and then three in the air. Uh, this is a guy who's going to finally get to star for them. Matt Breida is gone. He's out of that backfield competition. Tevin Coleman, I don't think he's going to really be a very big factor. I think Jarek McKinnon probably has a bigger factor into this offense than Tevin Coleman just because he gets involved in the passing game and can be their third down back. And Mostert has the versatility to be the, the first and second down guy. So I think he he's poised for a big role this year. Uh, in the Super Bowl, he, he got the ball 12 times and Tevin Coleman only got it five times. So I'm going to say that the volume goes up for Mostert finally, and he, he gets a breakout in that, that run-heavy Niners offense. Yeah, those are all great points. 
They do. I just, I just don't like. They're all the same running back to me. All those three running backs. I, I don't really. I just think that Shanahan's always going to use a committee. So I don't know if he'll have like a thousand yards or like an amazing season. But yeah, most of it's definitely going to build off of last year and gets have some successful games. Yeah, and I'll let you get into your breakout player because you picked DK and everything relates back to fantasy and going into our fantasy draft. You picked Christian Kirk over DK Metcalf, and I texted you and I said, why would you pick Christian Kirk instead of DK Metcalf? And you're like, oh, the, you're, you're dumb for thinking that. The, the Seahawks, they only run the ball. So you're picking DK Metcalf to be your breakout player. I would love to know, A, why you didn't draft him, and B, why you're changing your opinion like a week later. Well, um, A, I didn't draft him because I just think Christian Kirk might get a little more volume. I just think Arizona's bad. They're not a good team, and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot when they're down. They run a fast-paced offense with Kingsbury DK. I think, well, yeah, I think of 1,000 yards. He's going to be good. Well, the Seahawks, so why would when you draft up, him? Well, when they're up in games, the Seahawks, like, they run the ball a lot, and I don't think this team's going to be losing many games. So they're still going to run the ball a lot. I know Russ is going to cook, and DK's going to be great, but it was really a toss-up. I think they're both similar. I went with just because I don't know, I just I like that Arizona offense. I'm a DK fan too. I, I maybe I should have drafted him. I, I don't know. I need a receiver. I panicked. It's whatever. If DK is better than him, great. That that's better for my Seahawks, but it won't hurt me if he's not. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with my bus team, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. The not Cardinals the to me. No, I, I think the Rams are gonna be gonna be competitive enough. I just. I'm looking at the Cardinals. I feel like people forget that they only won five games last year. And the no, I know. Skip thinks they're, the, Skip thinks the they're they be beat a in their five team. games were the Bengals, the Falcons, the Giants, the Browns, and of course, <laughs> they beat your Seahawks for their final win. Uh, those teams had an average of six wins on the year. Yikes. And that's with the Seahawks having 11. So they're the outlier. And they, it's still only an average of six. So they didn't beat anybody competitive at all uh, in any of their games. Uh, the Cardinals coming into this year ranked 24th by pro football focus. They don't think that they're going to be uh, a super competitive team either. And the one question I have about this team is, do we trust Cliff Kingsbury to be an actual good coach? I feel like we have no idea what he's really capable of. He, he didn't do very I... much in college and he only won five games in his first year as head coach. So I have no idea what Kingsbury brings to the table in terms of, of coaching. You look at all these young guys that people hire, uh, Sean McVay, all these exciting, Matt Nagy, all these exciting young offensive coaches. And Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to be that, and we haven't really seen it out of him uh, in his early career. So this year is a year for him to prove it, and I just don't know if he can do that. Okay, I'm going to disagree. I actually think Kingsbury is a good coach, and here's why. <laughs> um, I okay, know Stephen the, a. The, the Cardinals – um, had the worst offense in the NFL before he got there with Rosen and like Bradford. I know their quarterbacks weren't great, but look who they had. They, they ran a high. Think. I know they had, they ran a high school offense basically. And Kingsbury came in. Their offense is great. We I think it's gonna be. I think Kyler Murray. People think he's gonna. I mean, he, he's getting MVP votes already. He's getting MVP bets, and he has DeAndre Hopkins. He has Larry Fitzgerald, Hall of Famer. Christian Kirk, he has Kenyon Drake. The Cardinals, I actually found out they were number one rushing DVOA, like creating the best like lanes. Kingsbury is going to run that spread offense. 
and they're going to throw the ball a lot. I really think their offense is going to be good. I mean, I, I, it's they're going to finish last. Their defense is bad. They drafted Isaiah Simmons. He's a rookie linebacker. How much is he going to do? I don't know, but this defense is not good. I don't. I, it's crazy to me that people think they're a wild card team. I think they're a six win team, basically just like last year. But Kyler Murray and that offense is going to be extremely exciting. Uh, and it's it sucks that the Seahawks have to play them because I like Kyler too. And they're going to score points on us, and we're going to have to score points back on their horrible defense. It's going to be back and forth that game. Yeah, the defense is definitely going to be what's hold what holds them back. Um, I love their offense. That's the why I Christian Kirk. Yeah, when I look He's at the number quarterbacks, two there. I, He's the number two. I love to I love to have my sleeper quarterbacks and pick you know a great value in fantasy every year. And I would have went with Kyler Murray probably to be my my value fantasy quarterback, except he gets taken in like the fifth round. So Justin that's took him. Nicole value. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think people are are looking at him and thinking he's going to be great this year. I I, I agree, but he just doesn't go low enough for me to, to look at and say no. I got to take that guy later. No, Lamar Jackson I really like 160th last year. Yeah, I know Kyler. He's going to be a great fantasy and real life quarterback. He had twenty. He won Rookie of the Year last year. Year two with Kingsbury. There's continuity. Kirk's number two. He's just like DK, and they still are a pass heavy offense, and they're going to be losing a lot. So you can make the case for either, but. Yeah, I like the Sarah's on offense. Defense, yikes. This is not going to be a good team. They'll finish last. What do you think of the Rams? Uh, well, I don't think they'll, they'll be as bad as Arizona. They lost Gurley. No. I don't think that really hurts them that much. He, he wasn't that special last year. He kind of got lucky with the touchdowns. They still have Aaron Donald, who's the best player in the conference. So that definitely always helps you when you have a player like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I like their receiving core. Goff is going to be just fine to me. Uh, it's just kind of a middle-of-the-road team. Nothing special sticks out to me about the Rams. Yeah, their defense is all right in their offense, but is Tyler Higby a real thing? Is he actually going to be like 100 yards every game like he did at the end of the last not, year? I, he, I would he not 700 be yard, him. I wouldn't, but he had 700 yards and three touchdowns, and that was all like in the final like six games. Like Goff loves him. Um, they have a horrible O-line, which is bad for Goff, but... Is Tyler Hegby legit good, or did he just like, we'll find out this season, I suppose? I just think there's going to be too much of a timeshare with, with him and Everett. I think Everett is the pass catcher Everett, guy there. They both caught a lot of passes. It was weird. They sort of shifted from the wide receivers passing a ton to the tight ends. McVay changed his scheme a little bit late in the year. Cam Akers, the rookie running back. I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think he's going to be that good. A rookie running back and horrible O line. It's not the best situation for him, but. Yeah, Ram, Rams will be an A and A team. They'll be a decent team, not as bad as Arizona. All right, well, we gave you all our division winners now. Noah, who do you think is going to take those three wild card spots in the NFC? So my division winners were the Eagles, Packers, Saints, and Seahawks. And the wild cards would be pretty easy. The three wild cards would be the 49ers, your Vikings, and the Buccaneers. The Cowboys choke again, and they miss the playoffs. Yikes! And I have them for my division winner. I have them winning the NFC East. So I, 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 I obviously think they're getting in. Uh, in the South, I have the Saints. In the North, I have the Vikings, and in the West, I have the 49ers. So that leaves the Buccaneers getting in from the South. That leaves the Eagles getting in. Actually, no, I'm, I'm not going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers, the Packers, and the Seahawks getting in. Okay. We're both it's we both are leaving out our NFC East division winner from the playoffs, which is funny. What are you talking about? 
I'm leaving out your Eagles, who you oh, have winning yeah. the division, and you're leaving out Cow- the Cowboys, who I have winning. So neither, yeah, neither of us believe in the other team. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I don't believe in – I don't even like either teams that much to make a Super Bowl run, but it's funny. I think for like the last five or like ten years, an NFC East winner has, has switched every year. It hasn't been the same winner twice, which does help your Cowboys, but I think that's yes, going to come to end this year. Go Philly. Fly, Eagles, fly. They're winning it this year. That's going to change. I mean, yeah, I'll probably be rooting more for the Eagles than the Cowboys. I don't, I don't know. Seahawks like play the Cowboys, the Cowboys week three, I believe, or week two. So there's that. I hope we pound them week three. Yeah, the Vikings got to smack them around on uh, on national TV last year, so that was fun. I think that was that wasn't that Kirk's first Monday night win. He beat no, that was Sunday Dallas night. Cowboys. Oh. that was Sunday night game. I remember that. All right. Well, nevertheless, I'll take the win. But that has been our NFC preview for this season we have the nfl coming up in just under a week which is super exciting i know we're really excited for both our favorite teams for fantasy for everything to do with the nfl so look out for a lot more nfl centered episodes in the future we're definitely uh really in the football mood so we're going to be giving you a lot more nfl content going forward and that has been this episode of the Bonafide Strokes podcast. If you enjoyed, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple. We really appreciate it. Subscribe to the show on any platform you listen to. Follow us on Instagram at the Bonafide Strokes. We try and give you some different content from, the, from episodes of the show every single day. And follow us on Twitter because we like to tweet at people and not at no one. And that always is fun. Uh, and thank you for listening to this episode. We will see you next week. Peace.